Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Jeff Richardson for a game of Deadlands Reloaded. Deadlands is a classic game of weird West action. It is the year is 1849, history is not our own, the Civil War has raged for 20 years, monsters and the living dead roam the, roam the wild West, ghost rock, demonic ore fuels, mad science creations, and gunslingers and rogue heroes and card-flinging hucksters seek their fortune in a world of mystery and intrigue. It's very cool. It's very kind of pulpy, action-y, and I, I'm a big fan of it. I think it's neat. You can find more information about Deadlands Reloaded in the show notes. Jeff is a prolific podcaster. He is the host of Everything is Awesome with Jeff and Casey, a weekly tribute show to all things awesome. He is also the game master of the Shattered Worlds actual play podcast, as well as The Battle for the Tower, an actual play set in the world of Stephen King's Dark Tower novels, all of which you can also find in the show notes. Speaking of people with podcasts called Everything is Awesome, other friend of the show, Kevin Gallagher, is hosting a special event this Sunday, March 24th, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the greatest city in the world, that I think you should know about, partially because I'm going to be involved, and partially because we're playing the game Mission Accomplished, the role-playing game of Super Spies and Office Meetings that I wrote and kickstarted back in October. Because we raised $500 at the Everything is Awesome Headstrong Comedy Festival, Kevin offered to write and run a holiday-themed Mission Accomplished hack. We're going to be playing that at 1.30 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You can find links to it in the show notes for all of the information. Uh, it's going to be a great time. I'm going to be one of the agents. And uh, if you can believe it, I've never been an agent in a game of Mission Accomplished. So, like, I am overwhelmingly excited. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I hope to see you there. I think it's going to be a great time. Check the show notes for information on that. And with all that said... Actually, no, I have some Patreon backers to thank. Uh, thank you to Jack Beckwith and uh, TJG. Thank you so much for your support on Patreon. Your support means the world. It means I can keep doing these projects. Uh, if you'd like to support me on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. It supports the podcasts, games, all the community stuff that I do. Everything I do is supported through Patreon. And again, that is patreon.com slash jeffstormer. And with all that said, now let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Jeff Richardson. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh my God, this is like a dream come true. That means a lot. Thank you. I am immediately, <laughs> I am immediately flustered. Thank you. That was very. That is a very nice thing to say. So, uh, real quick at the top of the show, before we dive into the game, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about any projects you were working on that you might want them to know about? Oh heck yeah! Some. Uh... God, where do I start? I have three podcasts, two long running and one coming out in January. Uh, my arts and interview pod is called Everything is Awesome with Jeff and Casey. Uh, it's a really insightful, thoughtful kind of show, but, you know, we curse and have a sure. good time. Um, let's see. Uh, Shattered Worlds RPG is a actual play podcast. It's a uh, it's a little different because it's a play test of a game I created, mm -hmm. and uh, that's a lot of fun. That's uh, super irreverent and goofy, but uh, but we also get I don't know. You'll get to know me, and, and mm -hmm. you'll see what the show is like. Uh, let's see, and the the new one coming out. It's called War for the uh, the War for the Tower, mm -hmm. and it's it's set in the world of Stephen King's Dark Tower. It features a, a whole bunch of other great podcasters from around the actual play uh, realm and a couple guys from 
Shattered Worlds. Uh, yeah, we've been having tons of fun. We've recorded a bunch of episodes, and the first one will drop in January. So that's super cool. That's this is this is well timed. Then I'm feeling very excited about it. Oh, cool. So we are playing this week. We are playing uh, Deadlands Reloaded. The year is 1879, and the history is not our own. After two decades of bitter fighting, the American Civil War has ground to a standstill. The Confederate states are still free. California has fallen into the Pacific Ocean. Rail barons fight bloody battles to decide who will, who the victor will be in a race for transcontinental railroads. While a superfuel called Ghost Rock advances technology by unpredictable leaps and sometimes dangerous bounds. Some even say the dead walk among us. We know it's a lot to take in, partner, but it's just the beginning. So this is peak Weird West. This is, this is, uh, this is, you know... Sci-fi, horror, Wild West adventure. And why don't you take a moment to introduce us to your character this week? Yes, all right. Uh, his name is Randolph Reginald Rex, son of Admiral Tenebrin, deceased. Goes by the name Drew, a.k.a. Patches, while undercover. He's a loyal subject of the British Crown, a veteran, mad scientist, spy, and he's a wild card, whatever that means. Hmm. I mean, he's somebody. It, a wild card is someone special, and is 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 someone that is above above and beyond. You are you are a hero. You are unquestionably a protagonist or an antagonist in our story. Wild cards are special and different, and this has gameplay. This has gameplay mechanics that will come up later. Awesome. I haven't played Deadlands in God fifteen years. This is so. Uh, there are mechanical benefits, the most notable of which being. Uh, you get to roll a wild dice. With every one of your actions, you roll an additional d6. That d6 explodes, and uh, it can cause great things to happen. Basically, you have a little bit extra something in the world. The force is strong within you. Awesome. Luck is on your side. It's sort of the biggest, uh, biggest of the wild card abilities. The most notable things, you can take a few extra wounds. You know, it, it's harder to kill you. These are all things that will come up in play. So, our story begins in the town of Kenzinger Gulch. Kenzinger's Gulch is a small mining town. It is the it is the home to Big Jim Dooley's diamond mine. Uh, one or rather, it is the home of Big Jim Dooley's ghost rock mine. It is it is one of the 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 big ghost rock mines in in sort of this vaguely defined region of the wild west wherever we are it's desert for miles it is it is it is out in the middle of nowhere one rail one rail goes straight through the center of town it is very much a rail town in that sense right it, it is it is split down the middle and a town sort of exists around it and at the start of our story kenzinger's gulch is a buzz. There is an energy in the air. People are running left, right, and center. Uh, there is because uh, arriving into town within the hour is a military parade. It is, it is a, a a train carrying, you know, decorated military veterans, both national and international, including including a notable British. Uh, British, you know, uh, military official, officer of the British military, Admiral Paulsworth, Lord of Aviston and Ridgedale Barony, a, a, a prominent figure in the British military, is coming to this small town, and there is 
the town is a is a light is the best way to describe it. There are there there are there's a festival that is just bursting out. Gambling wheels are being set up, and where do we find Patches as all of this is happening? Patches is taking a quick break between bits. Uh, he tries to do about three minutes of buffoonery uh, for each group. You know, parade people stand around a little longer, so he might do a longer set. Here or there, but uh, in between, he takes a little nip of the old uh, tonic. Mm-hmm. Give me a. Why don't we? Why don't we call this a roll? I think. Well, I think. I think what happens is you, you've just completed a set, and a woman like comes up to you. You know, uh, petticoat and hat, big big sun umbrella. Clearly, clearly, somebody sort of from out of town. You know, on one of these visiting trains here, here to visit, here to see this sort of big military parade and festival that is unfolding. She comes up to you and she's just like, my goodness, that show that you put on was simply outstanding. I, I must say, I, I, I have such a soft spot for a, a for a clown, for a, a jolly fool. I, and you, my, you, my friend, are simply outstanding. Uh. Rex puts up his, uh, oh, excuse me, Patches puts up his, his mask and uh, he's perfectly uh, done up. His facial hair is all waxed and uh, he got a good night's sleep last night. Um, and he just throws on the charm and he says, My lady, it is indeed a pleasure to perform for you. Oh, of course, I must say, I... I I dare say I hope that this is I hope to be able to catch your performance again. Certainly, I, I, I certainly hope that you've heard of the big the big follies that are being put on for this uh, this British admiral that are coming. I certainly hope I, I, I certainly hope that we'll see you on stage. I, well, I can't imagine lady, you would want to miss it. My lady, like yourself, I have only just arrived, but uh, I would be more than honored. I shall uh, speak with the stage manager and gain audience. That would be most delightful. And she twirls her umbrella and, like, flicks it closed and spins and, like, turns. And as she does, a f- like, a small folded-up piece of paper fall, like, falls from, like, falls from a fold of her, of her crossbody bag that she's wearing... It, like, tumbles out. Uh, You pick it up, and it merely says, We anticipate the target is going to be meeting with Dooley. Unfortunately, this means that Paulsworth is going to be highly protected. If you are going to... We we need you to keep eyes on our special... Halfway halfway through reading it, I fold it up quickly and and pull out my endless handkerchief Mm -hmm. and make a huge, like like a goofy kind of overdone thing where I'm like blown away by how hot this lady is. And then Mm -hmm. I wipe the handkerchief across my forehead as if I'm sweating profusely. And then I go and flop down in my chair and then I read it uh, free from prying eyes. And I think that we, I think we flash back. I think we, we cut back to the, like seeing this woman just before she turns a corner, look back at you with this sort of roll her eyes and I think we get the briefest shot of the two of you, maybe, like, I think we get the briefest shot of, like, 
a black and white flashback of the two of you, like, enacting a similar job. As this is, of course, your handler, your special agent, your special agent dispatcher, Lady Margaret West von Fausten, a.k.a. Agent River. Ah, agent. So she rolls her eyes and is just like, okay, you do your thing. (laughs) Now, have Agent River and Rex ever uh, uh, had dalliances of their own? I don't think so. I think there's been, I think there's a, a flirtatious energy. Sort but of a I don't will think, they, won't they? Yeah, but I don't think they've ever, I think, I think River, River has always been like, ah, you're a bit near a ham. I, I, I prefer, <laughs> I prefer, I prefer a little more excitement. You're in dear Lou, you're a bit, you're a bit harmless. You're a bit toothless. <laughs> she must not know me very well. <laughs> Perhaps not. I'm a bloodthirsty fucking, ugh. I can't wait. <laughs> so, the letter that you've received. The target, we anticipate, uh, Admiral Paulsworth, Lord of Aviston and Rigid O'Brien, Barony. British, British noble, British military officer. Until recently thought deceased. Resurfaced in the American West some time ago. Somehow pulled together this military gala parade thing. And is essentially taking it on a van like seems to be taking it on a vanity tour you and river know better because you both know that kensing that the mines underneath kensinger's gulch there lies an object in theory you it's been talked about mi5 suspects that there is an object at the bottom of these these mines something powerful something ancient the eye of we'll go what's a good what's a good just some just some letters jammed together uh, Odoram wait uh Ozamandis. I don't know <laughs> Zan Catharac. There we go. <laughs> the eye of Zan Catharac sits at the bottom of these mines. At least in theory. It has been talked about. An object that is beyond time and space that is a conflux or a nexus point among worlds. Something that, if weaponized, could mean doomsday. You know that the parade coming through here on this train line through a nowhere mining town was no accident. The challenge so have, is going to have, be... Sorry, God. Sorry. I must have heard about this artifact before, right? Yes. Okay. In fact, why don't you make me a roll for this? So let's so let's 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 call this a roll to mm-hmm. make to, to help you under to to know what you know about the eye of of Zan Catharac. Okay. So, so what you're going to do is you're going to look at your uh, your character sheet. If you have a particular skill that you think is relevant here, you're going to roll that. If you have a if if not, you're going to use one of your attribute. Uh, you're going to use your smarts attribute. And then you will also roll your wild dice, which is a d6, which you have because you are a wild card. You are someone special in the universe. You'll take the higher result. You want to get a four or better is successful. Okay, I got a six. Is that on the wild dice? No. Okay, beautiful. So, yeah, you succeed. So what I'm going to say is I'll, tell, is I'll kind of explain to you what you, wh- what you know. I'll ask how you know it. And then you can ask me one question about this this magical object. Okay. So what you know about it is that uh, Zanketharak is the point is the 
the anchor point is called the anchor point of the multiverse. It is said to be a being that exists in every single dimension, every single galaxy, every single reality, all points existing simultaneously. Wow. Whereas there are, where are, whereas there is an infinite number of you, there is one Zanketharak across all known realities. The eye of Zanketharak then gives an an, a, a, an awareness of all the multiverse. It lets you, it, it in theory would let you see every possibility, every outcome, every reality, a, a kind of cosmic understanding, the likes of which could be incomprehensible. Where did you so find I, all this out? So I'd be keen to have this. I think anybody would, but I think that there's <laughs> obviously the risk of, you know, complete mental destruction. And also, I'm pretty sure that also, uh, I believe your, your, your superiors, particularly River, has given a note that is like, we don't touch this. We don't touch this. Ah, okay. I don't want to get fired. Okay, so now that I know what this thing is, I can ask one question? Yes. My question is, um, how, how will I know when I found it? Does it look like something? Does it, so, does it blend in? Uh, I think, and this also, I think, ties into how you know this, right? Is, like, is there are, uh, occult, there are occult researchers within, within, you know, your organization, your, within your, your MI5. There are occult researchers, there are parapsychologists, there are, there are archaeologists. People have studied, like, this thing in theory. And there are sketches of what it could look like. And more to the point, and I think, I think the main thing is, while we don't know exactly what it looks like, while we don't know exactly where it is, we had a rough map. There was a rough estimate of where it was. That is specifically what Admiral Paulsworth stole. That is oh. specifically what Admiral Paulsworth has brought here. And we expect, based on the last few, based on Dooley putting all of this together, we suspect Dooley might be in the business of buying off this map from Admiral Paulsworth. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to intercept that map, very possibly kill Admiral Paulsworth. Oh, but they want me to recover do the, the map one and thing bring it back. first. Okay, yeah, because I could just pop him and take it. You although could. he might not have it on him. Yeah, it's best to get it first. Yeah, the the the, the mission that you've been given is recover the map. Everything okay. else is gravy. Do I have any long-standing beef with Admiral Paulsworth? Uh, let me ask you the same question. I mean, I'm you thinking... were once you were once a Brit, uh, you were once a British noble, you were once a a royal spy, a royal agent. I think he was one of uh the young officers that came over to my father's cocktail parties. Mm -hmm. And he was always like rude and snooty. Mm -hmm. He uh he didn't like children, but even when I got older and I maybe wanted to like curry favor with the other admirals, he uh, he never answered any of my entreaty. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of bitter. 
relentlessly opportunistic is what I'll say. He I never never once did you see him take his eye off of off of the off of the ball, off of his next career move. Yes. Yeah, and I don't love people that leave government service and mm-hmm. and get rich, so I'm not into it. And I think the last you heard of Paulsworth, he was loyal to the government until the end. Until he died. Or at least you'd heard that he was killed in battle. Is and this yet, the first time hearing about it? I think you had heard that he died some time ago. Oh, no, I meant, like, finding out just now that he's coming on the train. Or have I known he's coming this way? I think this might be your first time finding out that he specifically <laughs> is here. Like, I think that you knew that, like, the map was coming here. But I think this might be, maybe, I think, I think the in the folded papers is, like, a dossier on Palsworth. <sighs> And you see this and you're realizing that this person was the person that was rude to you and is also theoretically dead. Bloody Paulsworth. When is the last time you saw Paulsworth? Alive, I mean. Let's see. I would have been uh, 35. I was uh, I had just been promoted to colonel. Uh, and they were moving me from desk service to a field position. And I went to him for advice because I had heard that he'd been in intelligence and he claimed he was out of the office or said me I could come back later. He was gone for the rest of the day. I've, I've been bitter ever since. And then when he died, I felt bad, but I didn't go to the mm. So you've gotten this information. You know that there is a big folly to be set up for Paulsworth and for Paulsworth's crew of, you know, various military, various American, British military, such and such. There's, and there's, there's festivals, there's gambling, there's, there's shows. The town is a buzz. You know, you've got to get to Paulsworth, but you know that he's going, but you know that Dooley is going to be sticking to him. Like stink on like like flies on shit. Does he have a unit? Does Paulsworth have uh, a security detail? Other British soldiers? Uh, I think he has. I I think he not officially, but effect essentially probably because he's organized this sort of faux military br- like brigade. It's kind of like of, American Legion situation. Yeah. yeah. So I think that like. He doesn't. He's not commanding anybody like officially, because officially he's not exactly in the military anymore. Do I recognize any of his lieutenants? That's a good question. Why don't you make me a notice roll? Okay, how's this work? I don't think I have notice. Then you are going to make a smarts roll, and you want to get a four, and you're also going to roll your wild dice. Oh, it's a two. Okay. Uh, then no, I don't think you recognize any of his lieutenants. I think that you know that, I think you recognize a few of them sort of in a broader, like you recognize their, their patches and gear, but I don't think you recognize, I don't think that you, uh, recognize any, you know, any names or anything. Are any of them armed? Um, they have some ceremonial pistols and they have some ceremonial pistols and, uh, they have some, yeah, they have ceremonial pistols and sabers is what they have. All right. Now, who's the youngest and hungriest young? Um, or are they all 50 plus? 
I think there's I think there's a fair number of like young privates and like young cadets hanging around. Yeah, I need one of them cadets, one of those ensigns. Okay. Well, yeah, there's I think I think that we see the train pull in. Uh Paulsworth is on the front in his fine in military finest. And I think uh like you know, recruits, privates, officers start like f- spilling out of the train. You know, some of them immediately hit up like poker tables, some of them hit up the saloons. The town is just flooded. And nice. I think like and I think that it is and I, uh, and so I think you're able to sort of corner one of these these young these young cadets along the way. So basically, I'm looking for a, a young, like hungry, like all by the book guy, and uh, hopefully one that's not drinking very much, because like I spend enough time to find out who's who's close to him, like mm-hmm. who he talks to, and of that group, I'll try to pick one that's like I could maybe impress. Once I have that person scoped out, I'll... I'll... Okay. Um, young, young, couldn't be older than 20. You know, sweaty, hair sort of, like, aggressively well-kept. Is sort of, like, I think ha- standing around one of the... Standing around, like, some outdoor vendors and is just sort of, like, sniffing oranges and, like, squeezing <laughs> fruits and is trying to just be very, like, professional looking. I'll, uh, stroll up behind him and, uh, I'm still in my clown gear, but, like, mm-hmm. I've loosened, I've loosened up the shirt and mask is around my back and, uh, I've just got my wallet out and I'll walk up. And, You're a long way from home, old boy. Yes, yes, uh, we have been many stops to go. That's quite an accent you've got there. I'll grab one of the oranges and just start kind of absentmindedly just kind of moving it. And I'll say, yes, yes, um, a region of England that someone might have heard of. <laughs> give me a, Surrey. Let's give say me a per- Surrey. <laughs> give me a persuasion. See if you can get this kid on your side. Okay. This so you're going to roll be... your persuasion dice and your wild dice. Okay, I got a five and a six on my wild die. All right. Well, you got a six on your wild dice? Mm-hmm. Roll that again. Your wild nice. dice always explodes if you roll the highest possible amount. Oh, I got another six. All right. Keep it going. Yeah. We do this on my show. Oh, shit. I got another six. Keep it going. <gasps> a two. All right. That is what, 20? You wanted to get a four? So that is, I think, <laughs> that is a success with eight, 12, 16, four raises. You've got four. This, this kid, you can call, you can call on four different favors for the, from this, from this young, this young, uh, I'm going to say homesick officer. Cause I think, I think he recognizes your accent and the two of you spend a fair amount of time, like, spitting back and forth like tiny pieces and it turns out you're from like the same like you you've you've come from the same like area like he recognizes your accent from home Mm -hmm. and the two of you spend a great deal of time just like spitting back and forth little tiny details about like the shop on the corner yes so drew has that's my false identity Mm -hmm. drew has been away from this town uh, 
Shropshire for uh, about 20 years. But I, as Reg, like get the paper from there and I like listen to the radio reports from there. They send me these documents. And, and so my cover identity is basically a person in that town. I've mm-hmm. even got my name in the paper a few places. And, uh, but it's a totally different accent and, uh, and thing from where I'm actually from, which is like a fancy suburb of London. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're able to just effortlessly recall every single detail. And before you know it, the two of you are at a saloon. Uh, he orders something completely, uh, incongruous, like a martini or some, or some like fancy cocktail. And he's sipping, and he's sipping his martini, and just like asking you questions, like what, what brings oh, to- you here? I totally order one of those as well as mm-hmm. soon as he does. Almost like, oh, that's interesting. We have the you know, same drink tastes mm. or whatever. So, what brings you? What brings you here? What brings you to ta- to Kensinger Gulch? I suppose is what the, I suppose is the name of this place. To tell you the truth, my friend, I've been a, a wandering vagabond for this, and when I heard about this town, it sounded so quaint, sir. I've been here about three hours, and I must tell you, it's everything they said it would be. It's delightful. I love this saloon. I love the livery. I love... There's even an archery uh, uh, training area where you can shoot your bow to your heart's delight. It's delicious. Oh, and there's chocolate. Oh, I'll chocolate. show you the chocolate place. Oh, my goodness. Sublime. Truly. Outstanding. I, I will have to... I will have to try this place. I am... Oh, my goodness. I'm... I... I feel like we've been talking for hours, and I have not even... I am so sorry. My... I am... I am... Adam Kilroney, British, British royal officer in training, enlisted officer, private. Okay, and I just, like, click my heels together and snap my salute, you know, like I might have done at Mm -hmm. age 20, just perfectly, like, snap to, for queen and country. (laughs) For queen and country, indeed. You are quite full of surprises, my friend. I suspect, I suspect we'll be seeing a great deal of each other in the days to come. I, are you, I mean, I suppose, uh, 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 looking at your whole arrangement, I suppose you're performing at the Follies tonight. Unfortunately, I have not been able to uh, make the acquaintance of the program director. I, I was hoping I might meet said individual here tonight, but I have yet to make their acquaintance. I I don't suppose you know anyone that could get I, me in? I don't. I mean, I don't know anyone. I And I think he kind of, like, puffs his chest up a little bit and says, I suppose as a member of the British Royal Army that I should be able to... And he kind of, like, starts... He kind of, like, grabs, uh, <laughs> you know, grabs, you know, slimes at the bar. Excuse me, I wish to speak to the creative director. I have my friend here, my good friend, Charles... Patches? Did you say Patches was your name? Oh, the name is Drew. Drew. Uh, also known as Patches, yes. Patches. My friend Patches here is a delightful performer, a most gifted clown, and a, t- and most importantly, a taste of home that I, I, I demand, I demand he be given a spot on the Follies. I'm and just I think smiling starts, and beaming, fists just, on my waist. 
He just starts grabbing, like, making a stink of it. And I think before you know it, you are in a room with a very harried young woman. Like, papers in front of her trying to put together, you know, a stage manager, stage managers. And I, she's just papers on the table and is just, you know, trying to organize a full stage review in the span of a few, a few hours. Okay, I'll, I'll pull off my mask like it's, uh, like, I mean, it's on the back of my head, but Uh I'll kind of withdraw it like it's my calling card. And then I'll do a sort of sideways leg bow curt and, uh, like an actor and I'll let my cape dangle. Say, dearest madam, might I speak with you about the program tonight? Let me guess. You want to be a part of the show? If it doesn't clap, I am an actor. You don't say. I put my arm up, you know, in the Shakespearean way, mm-hmm. and I say, I say, alas, I knew him. Yorick. That's the, the skull thing from Hamlet. I, I'm familiar with the works of the bard. I just, I don't remember there being a bottle of seltzer present. <laughs> And I'll say, oh, this old thing, and then I'll snap my fingers, and a little flash paper will make a, a puff of fl- Give me another, give me another uh, persuasion roll. So you're going to roll that, D, <laughs> okay. that, that persuasion dice plus your wild dice. Can I use my perform instead? Because yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm doing a whole show for her. Yeah, I'll call that perform. But I'm weaving it into the conversation. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, and I think this also works because you're showing, like, you're showing what you can do. This is very much like an uh, an impromptu audition. <laughs> so I'm like bowing low and tumbling and mm-hmm. and doing bits, and uh, I got a five. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, I, so I think I think that like she will. We just get a long shot of her face, <laughs> and just we hear in the background you going like ha 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 ha. And then just, like, we just slowly, like, we pan around her face to where we're facing the back of her head. And it's backstage mm-hmm. the night of the follies. Oh, that's beautiful. And there's there's performers running left, right, and center. It is, you know, it is backstage at, at a huge review. And I think we see a long shot, bef- you know, we, we see through the peak of the curtains just barely as people are filtering in. Uh, we see Admiral, we see our, our friend the Admiral, and we see Big Jim Dooley at a table together. They toast mint juleps, and I think we pan over to several people around the Admiral who are like, do you smell booze? What stinks? <laughs> and I think that we cut, and then we, we pan back to backstage. Okay, now can I see the audience from here? Yes, I think you can peek through the curtain and see the audience from where you're at. So I'll kind of get one half, and then I'll run around the backstage, mm-hmm. and I'll look at the other half. I'm trying to locate the Admiral and whoever's with him, and I'm going to also try and see if I can find Lady Margaret. Okay. Uh, give me a give me a notice roll, plus your wild die. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna take, I'm gonna say take a minus two penalty to this. Uh, t- but if you succeed, you'll get both. Like you're trying to, you're trying to get the total picture of the audience. But because it's dark and you're kind of jetting back and forth, I'm going to say take a minus two. Okay, cool. Uh, so I got an eight 
on the eight sided, so minus two, that'd be a six. Okay. Uh, uh, something about something about deadlines is all dice explode. So go ahead and roll that eight again. Mm. Okay, so that's a twelve minus two, that's ten. Okay, great. That is uh, yeah. So you 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 see everything. You see you you see River. You see River in in the crowd. Um, she is you know playing blackjack with a few, playing like a pickup game of blackjack with a few people and. Her eyebrow just like twitches as she kind of looks over to you for a quarter of a second, just making visual contact. You see the Admiral and Dooley. You see the two of them alongside about three or four other, uh, I think it's two British officers and two of Dooley's bodyguards. You know, uh, very like immaculately dressed kind of pistolier types. Okay, so those aren't military guys. No, these are these are hired guns, quite literally. Okay. Two hired guns. And there's two officers. I think I think I think because you did so well in the notice roll, I'm going to give you an advantage and say it is uh one officer you don't recognize. A, uh, an older gentleman, you know, big scar across the eye, uh sort of hunched over a little bit, long white beard. Seems to be telling a very, like, long and graphic war story. Is and that then, guy British? He is, yes. Okay. And then next to him is your friend, is your friend, uh, what? Private Kilroney. Oh, that's, wonder how he got at that seat. I Who will, knows? uh, I will, uh, oh, do I also see Homegirl? Yes. Like, okay. Yes, is River River's, any... River's playing blackjack. She throws you a quick glance and is like, and just like, not like, she throws you a nod of like, I'm here. Okay, so if we get a uh, a uh, if we get the eye contact, I'll do a little soft shoe thing and like tap my temples and then mm-hmm. unfurl my handkerchief, uh, which we've worked out ahead of time <laughs> means um, I'm gonna drop a note in the what do they call that the dead drop in the garbage mm-hmm. can by the by the dress uh, yeah and i think she like she she i think she like does that really cool like midair um uh shuffle and like flips a card she does the midair shuffle flips a card from the middle of the deck and you catch it just as it's spinning and it is the six of the six of diamonds which again you have worked out in advance means that I will be there it means that in 6 minutes I will be getting up to use the restroom stop you know I I will be getting up so you so within the next 6 minutes make your drop is basically what she's saying and I think that we see Perfect. this all happen we see all of this work out the two of you are on the same page you've got you've got your good friend is at the table with Dooley and the admiral but so she's fully briefed she is fully briefed on the situation. You've got her in your corner. You've got your friend who doesn't know what's going on, but is right there if you need him. The dilemma is, I think, like, as you are, you're sort of scoping out the situation, you get the lay of the land, and just when you're about to make a move, the lights go down. Curtains close. Stage manager starts just shoving, you know, hands on your shoulders and sort of manhandles you into a crowd and is like, get into your positions. This is cool. going to go perfectly. <laughs> Understood? So what do you do? You've got to put on this show. And Perfect. I and you've also, you've got to put on, you've got, I mean, you're, you're booked on the show. You are here. <laughs> you, you are, you are on stage. The person, the person that is trying to sell off the map of this powerful artifact is in the audience. 
So first things first, before the show starts, I just want to get everyone together and I'll say, friends, the theater needs heroes. And tonight, break a leg. I suppose it could. <laughs> I take a little nip and then I go out there and I walk out and I'm just the saddest, mopiest, like loneliest clown, just looking straight ahead across the stage. And right when I get to the middle, and I kind of look like I, I slow down, I might stop, I might go forward, and then I stop and I kind of like tilt my head a little bit and I wait for the audience to start to twitter or, or clap or something. Does it, do they? Uh, that's up to, I think that's up to a perform roll. Perfect. Got a five. Okay, yeah, the audience... I think the audience claps. Now, I'm also going to ask you for a second roll. Okay. Same deal? No, I'm going to ask you for... So, I'm going to ask you for a stealth roll. Ooh. Uh, you don't have stealth as a skill. I do. I have oh, you D8 do. for stealth. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. I thought you, I thought you had. Oh, I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I'm looking at someone else's skills. Never mind. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so roll your D8 for stealth and your D6 for your wild dice. This is to make sure that you are not recognized Ooh. by Paulsworth. But I do think the crowd, for whatever your next action is, the crowd is in your pocket. Okay. So uh, yeah, because I was planning to take my mask off at points so it makes sense that uh i might fuck this up <laughs> oh i got a seven on the d8 and a six on the wild dice all right roll that roll that uh roll that d6 again i got a two so that's eight all right so that is an eight so that is a success and a raise so um what else so you're not recognized what else do you want to be an advantage in your corner? What else goes your way? What else do you get because of this particularly good roll? I have a shotgun inside my gown, basically. Mm -hmm. Strapped Perfect. to my back, straight up and down. And Wonder Woman a, style, where it's just between the, the shoulder blades? It's sort of on the side a little yep. bit. And uh, and if I just kind of work around it with my act, uh, um, and it's got like a quick pull out, so I can just pull it out, Perfect. loaded, bang. And I think we get a long shot of the shotgun. Like as you're performing, we get a, we 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 cut back to behind you, and we see it. <laughs> it's and like, like silhouetted. Yeah, but no one notices it whatsoever. You are you are perfectly you are perfectly disguised. Your weapon is perfectly disguised. And I think what you see, the crowd is fully in your corner. They are clapping. They are applauding. You know. So then I do the big foot like turn and. Flop towards the front of the stage, and then I yep. like waggle like I'm gonna fall in, and then I don't. Yep, crowd is eating it up. They are living it, and the 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 stage manager holding her clipboard backstage is like, "We might pull this off." And I think <laughs> what you see as that is happening is Dooley and the admirals like look around, look to the left, look to the right, and slowly like slide out their seats and start to leave together Do i think they the hired like... the hired guns go with them the british officers don't uh do they look like they've been tipped off or is this a pre-arranged dip out make me a notice roll i'm gonna give this a minus two penalty though because actually i'm gonna make this opposed it is dark <laughs> i'm gonna give it a minus two. i'm gonna give you a minus two and i'm gonna make this opposed 
Uh, I'm gonna give this a D. I'm gonna roll a D six. This is all based on my veteran ability to study body language right. and everything. Uh oh, I rolled snake eyes. Oh, snake I got eyes a one on t- my. I got a one on my D eight and a five on my on my wild. So good, you, you thoroughly succeed because oh, especially because snake eyes are particularly bad. <laughs> and I think what it is is, I think. To everyone else in the room, it seems like it's perfectly innocuous, right? It seems like they're just going off to the bar to get a drink together. You know better because you are in the same – you were in the same organizations that Paulsworth was in. You know that this is this is a, an intentional prearranged dropout. You recognize – you recognize like the specific – the specific looking around, you recognize the specific rhythms of everything that is happening. You recognize that they are they are going off to work out a deal. So a couple of questions. Yes. Do the British officers look surprised that they're leaving or did they give them some cover story? Uh, I think they, I think. Um, or did they just get up and leave? <laughs> I think they just kind of like smiled, laughed, and I think they maybe like you see them maybe whisper to the officers and then like the officers kind of just nod. Now, I okay. will say this. Here's what I will say. Because you have three favors, one of which you used to get an audience with the with the the stage manager. You still have three uh you have three raises from your attempt from charming from winning over uh private Kilroney. If you want to spend one of those, I will let him notice that something is amiss. Okay. And and my other question is, has River noticed the situation? And do I get a sense that she's... I think River does. I think because it was... I think that's that's where the Snake Eyes role comes in. Is because River also notices that they're getting up and recognizes it as a pre-arranged uh, dropout. Okay. So I give her a quick head wobble or whatever to basically say go out and around Mm -hmm. and doing and then i also my performing i i use a a favor i guess i do a thing where i kind of look expectantly and put my arms out like to right at the admiral and his men Mm -hmm. And then I like look up in the air and I like emote like way over the top super ham that I'm hurt and I'm wounded that they're leaving. And then I fall to my knees and I like beat my chest. And then I look down and I look right at, uh, what's his name? Kilroney. Kilroney. And, uh, and I'm just like, like look at him like, and I hold my hands up like, can you do anything, please? <laughs> and then I'll be like, I just want to be loved. And then I'll point at the guys. Uh, I think, okay, yeah, I think, I think, um, did I say Adam or Colin? I'm going to go with Colin because I don't remember his first <laughs> I name. I think it was Adam. <laughs> it was Adam? All right, yeah. I think you look at Adam and he, and he kind of like, he looks at you for a while and looks and like kind of half smiles and is half like, huh. Why are, like, and, like, you see his face kind of, like, crunch up a little bit of, like, why are they leaving? And he kind of gets up and starts to, like, kind of go after them a little bit, just as River, uh, just as Lady Margaret West von Fausted, you know, sweeps up the rest of her poker car, her, like, blackjack deck in one sort of fluid midair shuffle, 
tosses it into her bag, kind of stands up and is like, you know, you you see her kind of like smile and kind of hand wave the 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 people that she's with, like I'm just stepping out for a moment, and all the 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 both of them kind of start to make their way out as the two hired guns, Paulsworth and Dooley, all just as they kind of leave towards the bar area, but also outside. Okay, so before they leave, like, totally out of sight, hopefully there's a few crowd around them or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I'll, like, jump to my feet, and I'll hold up my hands, and I'll act like, like I'm seeing the sun rise or whatever, and then I'll break out into, do I know anything about Paulsworth's uh, pop culture interests or his favorite play or favorite show tune? Uh, I'm going to call this an opposed knowledge role. I'm going to, actually, yeah, I'm going to oppose this with his, actually, I'm just going to say, um. I got a seven. Yeah, I think that you've, I think you do recognize something about that. I think you do know something about, about like, if not necessarily something he's interested in, enough about like, British, you know, the kinds of, like, officer songs and army songs mm-hmm. that you can break out something that, like, specifically catches his eye or his ear. I'm kind of thinking of a, a Rodgers and Hammerstein yep. style sort of maybe naval tune that uh, that is about a, a, a boy wanting to impress his father and uh, prove himself as a man. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's like doing a guitar serenade to me. And I think uh, I think the guitar player comes out, <laughs> like sidesteps next to you and begins playing. And the stage manager's just like, "Fine, I don't know, I don't know what he's doing. Go, go, whatever. It's whatever." So he's... the guitar part guy is just waiting for me to sing a line or something. Yeah, I think there's. Oh, I think I think you start singing, and the stage manager just grabs whoever's playing a guitar and is like, "Just go. I don't know what's happening. Fine, go. Do okay, your thing. so." So as I do the tune and I'm projecting like as far back as I can, I'll like stand behind the guitar player and put my arms around him and act like I'm playing the guitar. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like serenading my dearest darling and telling her how my father like doesn't think I'm man enough. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, as you're singing this, why don't you make me a... Make me a, make, we'll call this a perform role. And I think this is going to be opposed by his spirit. That's a six. He got a nine. Oh! I think he, so I think what happens is he does stop. And he stops and he listens for a bit. And he looks up at you. And he looks around. And I think he looks to the side just as, just as River steps, like, through a, a curtain off to the side. And then he looks back at you. And then kind of spins on his heel, throws his hand or his arm around Dooley's shoulder, and the two of them just, like, double-step it out of there. Now, how's Adam doing? Is he uh, trying to intercept, or does he hang back? I think he starts to hang back a little bit, but I think he, I think he still, like, has his eye on them, and is, like... No longer paying attention to the stage. Cool. So as soon as the admiral's out of the the crowd or whatever, I'll switch to a an awesome like crowd pleasing mm-hmm. bit. Lots of flash and dazzle. Nothing too uh, nothing too avant garde. 
And I think the uh, crowd, I think you, I think, I don't think you need to roll for it. I think the crowd is just thoroughly on your side. I think you end big, big applause, big, big win. I end with a, a, a rendition of uh, a lesser known monologue from Hamlet Mm -hmm. with my tragedy mask on and my, my royal, I flip the cape around and it becomes like purple velvet. Yep. and, And I think the crowd, I think the curtain falls you know, they get ready for the next performers. The stage manager hands you, like, a few dot, like, maybe, like, $20. Not $20. That's a ton of money in Wild West money. Like, $5. <laughs> hands you, like, $5. dollars like, I can't complain. You want, you, you did your job. Now get out of here. Go enjoy gently, the rest of your night. I'll gently take her hand in mine and kiss the back of it. Say, my darling, I hope to see you. Just get out of party. here. So there's no after party? Just, there, just okay. go. <laughs> All right, I'll steal a hat on my way out. I think she, like, goes to stop you and is like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Get, all right, No, I wouldn't act. do it in front of her. What? <laughs> Doesn't matter. I meant as I pass the prop closet or whatever. I'm Doesn't like, matter. She's that, she's that good. <laughs> she's, she's, she's very good at her job. Mary, Mary Moorhaven is very, is a very good stage manager, is the thing. You, they, you're, you're kind of shuffled out through the back door. I think you see outside by some by uh, some wagons, some carts. You know the horses. I think you see Dooley. I think you see Dooley, Paulsworth, and the two hired guns standing around. Dooley has a. Like a has a a satchel in his hand, or like a uh, like a briefcase, sort of, or like a bat, like just a bag in his hand. Paulsworth has uh like an architect's roll, you know, like a like a paper roll, and they're chatting, and they're like working. They're they're clearly deep in a conversation as the two guns are kind of just like looking around. So before anyone takes notice of me, I I want to make sure I stumble in there, like. Mm-hmm. Rather than getting spotted watching them. Give me that stealth roll. This is going to be opposed. It's a D8 and a D6. Oh, I got a two. All right. Did you roll both that and your wild dice? I did. All right. You Let got a the three. boners commence. Got a three. So I, I think he doesn't successfully notice you. I think, I think what it is is you... Because he did not get a four, so I'm going to say whatever he, he was not. He did not successfully notice you, but because you are also on, because he still got higher than you, I think you are still noticed, and I think you're noticed by just like a random drunk, who's like, "You were so fun, you were a delight," and that's suddenly when like all four kind of heads turn over to you and like awesome. initially disregard you, but like definitely are aware of your presence. So I'm doing that ridiculous clown bow thing where I bowing, bowing, turning in a slow circle, bowing, bowing, like handkerchief comes out, I'm bowing, all Mm -hmm. of that. And then I stand up and I push back my mask and I say, why, thank you, good sir. It's a pleasure to be appreciated by those who, by those who understand art. I... I don't know if I understand art, but I understand a good joke, and that was, there were some good jokes. My friend, you are indeed 
a loyal patron of the theater, and for that I congratulate you. One of the one of the guns walks over to you, still hand on his pistol, shoves shoves this young man, shoves this young drunk. You know, is like, take your business elsewhere. We're trying to have a conversation. Get moving. Uh, okay, I do a, a kind of drunken turn and stumble back, and then I say, my large. Armed friend, I have been need of some libation. Hast thou any on thy person? I know. I know. There's some great bars across the street, and kind of gives oh, you like gives you a full flask. shoulder shove. <laughs> out comes my flask, and I say, "Oh wait, I've already got some." And then I pop it open, and I go to take a drink, and then I'm like, "Wouldst thou care to partake?" And I'll hand it to him. And I think he just, like, I think he knocks. I think specifically he goes to, like, grab it and then just, like, slaps it out of your hand. Seltzer sprayer in the face. Yep. (laughs) Good. Very good. Is this regular seltzer or is this acid or some sort of mad science seltzer? Oh, shit. Okay, well, I don't have anything like that planned, but that could be fun. I mean, it's up to you. I didn't. I didn't know if you had anything like that. But <laughs> no, I. I didn't think about it. But like, I. I push a switch left before I depress it, mm-hmm. and uh, and out comes some sort of aerosol spray. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I think um, it's. I think it could just be seltzer. I mean, it's you've you've enraged. You're like it. It'll enrage this man, and he'll throw a punch, which I assume is what you want to happen. But. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, he's. I think he's gonna throw a punch at you. Can I do a shoot and roll? <laughs> yes. I think yes. I think I think because you've because you've specifically goad you're goading this man, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to give to get a shooting roll off before like he, he throws his punch. I got a twelve, my man. Alright. Let me remind myself how <laughs> combat works. Short range is four. Are you looking up the rules on Seltzer? No, well, I could be, but I'm just right now. I'm just looking at the rules to to remember what your. I think it's just four. Could be a called shot for his face. <laughs> also, did you roll your wild dice for for your for your shot? I did. Okay, I just got a two. Great. So, um, okay, then yeah, you you shoot him. Okay, now you're going to roll damage. Uh, you're, well, what is the damage on your on your pistol? It should. Oh have no, this set. is this is my seltzer. Oh. Okay, then, um, is this, is this regular, uh, so, and this is regular seltzer. <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't think of what would not be fucked up to spray in someone's face. Okay, then, yeah, you spray seltzer, um, you hit successfully, because you rolled, you, you, you got your shooting roll, you hit, he, sta- and I'm gonna say what happens is he specifically, like, staggers back, because you were successful in hitting him, he, uh, he staggers back, and... I'm going to give him a penalty to his, like, his fighting role. Cool. Now, that do is, I roll a defense on that? Uh, what is your parry score? Uh, two plus half of my fighting skill. So what's your, what's your fighting? So you're go, that's, I'm going to roll a fighting role against you to roll on oh, that. Oh, I see. So it's a five altogether. Okay, perfect. So I have to roll, I have to hit you at a five. Gunman. D6. D6 not... Uh, so he staggers back, he throws a punch, and he throws it wide because there's Speltzer in his eyes, and it, he looks like a bit of a fool. His friend is going to pull out a gun, is going to pull out a gun to shoot at you. 
Paulsworth and Dooley are, like, starting to get antsy, and I think they're, you know, I think they're going to start to make a move. This guy's shooting a clown? Yeah. (laughs) They're not not good people. (laughs) They're jerks. So so for my next trick, I will whip my my ass-whooping cane out of my prop bag Mm -hmm. and spin around but act like I'm accidentally tripping him mm-hmm. with the cane and just okay. coming up around the knee and trying to trying to knock him down. Cool. I love it. Uh, so uh, what we're going to do now is we are going to set uh, Deadlands Reloaded uses a particular kind of initiative that we're going to enter into now. I'm going to give you a card. I'm going to draw a card from a deck of cards. You have the King of Hearts. You have a king, which I believe means you're going to go first. I will also draw a card uh, for my... I w- I'm going to draw two cards. You got a king. Yeah, you got your king of hearts. I'm going to draw two cards. One for Dooley and Paulsworth. Actually, I'm going to draw three cards. One for Dooley, one for Paulsworth, <laughs> and one for the hired guns. Yep, you are 100% going first. Because I got a 10 and two fours. So uh, the f- we'll say the 10 is Paulsworth. And the fours are the gunslingers and Dooley. So yeah, make your make your move. Make make me that fighting roll. Okay. So as I'm doing this, uh, you, I have one more favor with Adam, right? Mm-hmm. You have two more. Oh, okay. Well, can we say one of them is that he just happens to be oh, walking yeah. across the alley? Like, in front of the buildings. I think he's coming to meet you. I think he's coming to tell you what a great show (laughs) you had. And he sees this unfolding, and I think he's got a gun out immediately. And I shout, Private! They're trying to kill the Admiral! So now I do the... Yep, now give me a fighting six. All right. So I got a six on my wild die. I got another six. And a one, so 13. 13. Beautiful. You thoroughly, you thoroughly hit this, uh, hit the, <laughs> this gunslinger. And I'm not trying to hurt him. I'm trying to trip him mm-hmm. so I can grab him from the other side and use him as a human shield. Yep. To protect me and the drunk. Um, then, yeah, in that case, I will say, without a doubt, you got enough raises and enough and a high enough roll that, yeah, you have... You have him as a human shield. No one's going to be able to take a shot at you. Uh, but if you would like Adam to, to take a shot at either Dooley or Paulsworth or the other gunslinger, yeah, it'll, 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 it'll cost your other favor, but you'll be able to do it. Well, I, I just want to let him make his choices. I just told him that somebody's trying to assassinate this mm-hmm. beloved veteran. So <laughs> it's his call. I think he draws the gun. I'm going to have him make a roll. He is not a he is not a a, a wild card. So he's just going to roll a straight d6. I'm going to give him a d6 plus 2 because he is an because he is an uh he is in the military. He's invoking his military authority, which is an edge that he has. So he is going to roll a d6 plus 2. He got a 4. So I will say he is successful at like pulling out his gun and he basically says like freeze. And now you are in, like, a three-way standoff with everyone pointing a gun at everyone else. Except I have a cane around this yes, guy's chest. Yes, you've got a cane around this guy's chest. He's got a gun on you. Adam has a gun on him. Paulsworth and Dooley are both, like, standing there, 
I think Adam just keeps, like, flashing his gun back between the both of them. He's like, no one move. What happens now? Oh, man, I wish I knew the name of a battle that was, like, in Britain that was won down to, a, a, like, everybody's pointed arrows at each other. Gentlemen, we appear to have reached a crossroads. I think it would be best if we all just put away our weapons and surrendered to good old-fashioned conversation to settle our disputes. And I think, uh, I think at that moment, uh, Paulsworth stands there for a moment, thinks about it, and says, No, I think I'm just going to kill you once and for all. Tenebrin, <laughs> this is overdue. And he reaches, Tenebrin? he grabs his Who's pistol. That? <laughs> and uh, he goes next, so I'm going to give him a shooting roll. He's he shooting sh- right through this poor guy? He is going to shoot straight at, straight through this man. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep myself between the guy and the drunk. That's an eight. That is another eight. That is, that is, a, that is, that is 20. Um, I'm not even going to, like, check shoot. for damage and stuff. I'm pretty sure that man is just dead. And I'm going to say, um, yeah, I think at that point, I think he's rolled high enough that that man's just dead, that he just shoots through him. I'm going to say it also, I, I think I will say half of that. So does a 10 pass your, pass your parry or your defense? Um, do I use my shooting for this one? Uh, I he... think it would just be your parry number. Oh, no, no, sorry. It's a, it's a set number for shooting it, for shooting oh, a person. It's... Okay, so yes. I have two parry plus half my fighting skill of three. So uh, yeah, as far as shooting goes, definitely hits you, and now you're going to take some damage. Is this what the Grim Servant of Death is all about? Uh, I think maybe that's like plus one damage, and then you have to kill someone. Is that it? I'm looking it up now. Uh, let's see, or is it a person? Oh, plus no, yeah, one to a- damage rolls. Any one on skill die hits ally. Snake eyes adds damage. Mm, got it. No, no, yeah. So now if you if you take a shot, there's a chance you'll hit Adam. But I think he is going to uh shoot through through your through your human shield. <laughs> Collapse the your, your the gun the gunslinger collapses to the ground. You take a shot. Uh damage. You take the set damage of the Colt pistol, which is twelve. Not that damage goes by melee attacks after hitting your damage. What's your toughness? It's four. Okay. Uh, Did I so just die? <laughs> I'm going to say no. you take half of that. So no, no. Um, let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Wounds and wild cards. Each raise on a damage roll over a toughness. Actions do fixed damage. Raise on a wild cards over toughness. You can take three wounds before you're incapacitated. So... Um, no, I'm going to say you take six damage, so that would be one wound. So, you're so I just take... got gut shot? Yeah, you just got gut shot. And so you're going to take a minus one to all of your all of your uh, your tests, and now you are shaken, which means you uh, can only move half of your pace, can perform no other action, so you can only perform one action at a time. Uh, or you can make a spirit roll since it is now your turn. Make me a spirit roll. Okay. That is D4. God. Two. 
All right. Yep. You stay. You stay shaken. <laughs> so I will. Uh, uh, I'm still holding this guy, but but I think he's dead, right? So I'm mm-hmm. just kind of I'm just kind of letting him lean on me, and I'm gonna yank out my uh, my Gatling pistol. It's my trusty trademark weapon, and it's also a thing I I have the science power of blast on it. So, uh, oh no, that's my grenade. Yeah, no, I'm just going to throw a goddamn grenade. Yeah, I think that's the right thing to do here. I think this, I think it's time to kill this man. I don't think it'll, it's not close enough to hurt Adam, is it? No, I'm going to say no. Cool. I'm just going to roll it right between Dooley's legs. Okay. Make me that, uh, I believe that's going to be a mad science roll. Okay. Here goes nothing. You want to get a, you want to get a five. I got a nine. Okay. Yep. It rolls right. I think, I think you, I think you throw it. I think Dooley is running. You roll it just right. I'm kind of picturing you hitting it croquet style with your, like, with your cane. Because I think that's good and clownish. Oh, yes. And I think, uh, I think River gets out with like a Derringer, like comes out, takes, takes a quick shot right in the neck of the other gunslinger just in time to see the uh to see Dooley like run for cover and for the cart that Dooley is on to ex- or to the, that he's running towards to explode sending just blowing up Dooley outright Dooley is gone i think Paulsworth is backed into a wall and is like is standing there and just like i don't did he take any shrapnel i think he took some shrapnel Specifically, I think his shirt is torn, revealing um, that his stomach, like the skin of his, the flesh of his stomach is missing. Oh, no. And it's just kind of hanging there. Like the organs are just kind of hanging there. Skin is yellow. Like, Whoa. And you start to see that like, and, and I think like some of it scratched his face and like scraped away his flesh colored makeup. Oh, this man is God. a harrowed. Oh, this is terrible. This is like Terminator, but grosser. Turns out the reports of Paulsworth's death were not exaggerated. <laughs> and, but yet, he just woke up. He is one of the he is one of the undead, here to get rich quick, live out his dream, live out his days in relative safety, trying to sell off this uh this map. And I think. The last thing that we, I, I, what's, what, what, so you've got him in a corner, right? Like you've got, you've got him in the corner. He's got the map. What do you do? What is, what he's is got the last the map. thing that you do? All, all I've wanted to do since I met this guy was fuck him up or to mess him up. Mm-hmm. And here he is. I'm going to pull out my trusty old Gatling pistol that I call Betsy mm-hmm. and I'm going to fill him full of lead. What do you say? What do you say as you pull the trigger? Oh, you know I got a catchphrase. <laughs> I think he just looks at you and says, <sighs> I mean, I suppose I knew it was coming. I can't say I'm surprised. At least it, at least it's you this time and not some random cannon fire. Go ahead. Do your, do, do your duty. Oh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to study your body. G-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-
who has watched this unfold, who has watched you blow up a man with a grenade and watched you spray a Gatling pistol. Uh, I'll walk over and uh, help him to his feet, and I'll say, uh, well, I really wasn't trying to kill him. I, I guess I need to go back to, to the gun range. For... Ah, damn it. I'm not a shooty person in real life. I, <laughs> I have to go... Study more targets, or read a book, or something. I, I suppose. Don't. I suppose you do. That was not unimpressive, and yet certainly obtrusive. And I think now people are starting to flood out and see the the scenario, which I think is when River kind of like stomps the edge of the paper, so it kind of flips into her hand, into the mm-hmm. map in her hand, and says, "I I cover dude with a cape and like act like I'm trying to to prevent old women from fainting." By seeing his corpse or whatever. I suppose. But I also want my hand near his face in case he comes back to life. I think I think River kind of looks at him and looks at you and says, Well, I suppose uh, cover is more or less blown. What say we hop the train? What say we hop the first train out of here and perhaps head, perhaps head back to sunnier shores? Or perhaps she looks at the map and she looks at Adam and she looks at you. We have, we have our options. I'll hoist up Admiral Paulsworth around the chest and I'll be like, Adam, would you be a lamb and grab the feet? Eh. And he kind of like, he throws you a very exaggerated, almost clown-like salute. And he's like, well, officer's an officer, I suppose. And he grabs the legs and the three of you run off for the train as chased <laughs> by a mob of people because you've just blown up the head of the ghost rock mine. You hop the back of a train. We watch the train go off into the distance. And that's a game. That was fun. That was awesome, man. That was really fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was great. That was so much fun. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that was very good. I had a lot of fun with that. So you did a great job. <laughs> thank you. So real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? Okay, so uh, we're, we're on Facebook. That's uh, Everything is Awesome with Jeff and Casey. And also Shattered Worlds RPG. Uh Oh, on Twitter at EIA Podcast or at SWRPG Pod, mm-hmm. and uh, stay tuned on your on your little. I don't know. Make a note. Uh, the The War for the Tower is coming out in January, and it's gonna be uh, so much fun. Hey, you'll find be able to find all links to all of those in the show notes. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This was a delight, and uh, I'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Thanks, Jeff. Take a future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Jeff for coming on the show. That was a delight. Be sure to check out all of Jeff's work. That's Everything is Awesome with Jeff and KC, Shattered Worlds, Battle for the Tower, all of those things. You can find links to them in the show notes. Be sure to check those out. Also, follow Jeff on Twitter at Shattered Worlds RPG. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, support all the stuff that I'm doing at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or word-of-mouth recommendation to a friend. All of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. And also, if you enjoyed the show, let me tell you about a podcast called All My Fantasy Children, which I think you'll also enjoy, partially because I'm on it. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. 
New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates or about coming onto the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Party on, everybody.